Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Lore Sports proudly brings to you the best racing podcast in the world. Now, here's your host, Lauren Leach, the color guy, Mark Allen, the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Hey, Loose Slug Nation, welcome to episode number 107 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast, sponsored by The Corp Racing. Tim, thank you so much for coming on board this year. We appreciate it so much. Look forward to the future as well. Also, thank you to Chris for the awesome intro as always. Mark, when I think of the 07 or the 7, I got to start with Alan Kowicki in that 7 uh, car, man. Uh, cup champion in 92, uh, racing legend, especially up here, incredible racing person and person in general. Uh, 07, Corey Kempkis out of Wisconsin International Raceway. The last few years, he's went to dirt. Uh, Shane Barr, we had him on earlier in the year, uh, helped him quite a bit. So, Corey Kempkis. Also, Brian Henry, we had the hurricane on a, a few well, I, I wanted to say a few weeks ago, but it was a few months ago now already. Uh, crazy how fast time flies. Also, Nathan Brantmeyer, Justin Allgaier, Junior Motorsports, number seven. Uh, Evan Beatty raced a few divisions out at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. Mark Schrader, I believe he was champion at WIR in 96, I believe it was. I believe I even have video of that. Uh, Corey LaJoy at the cup level. Robbie Gordon, Danica Patrick, Jeff Bodine. Uh, Kyle Petty, I remember that 7-Eleven uh, car that he was he was driving there. Uh, Dean Dalton, Jim Reed, Bobby Johns. Michael Waltrip was in that 7 uh, for a while, I remember that. Jimmy Spencer as well. Uh, Alex Bowman, remember that um, number 7 he was in. Wasn't that Tommy Baldwin racing or Tommy Baldwin was involved in that and somehow he was always involved in like a number seven machine. I think Tommy Baldwin actually has a modified that was number seven for a while too. But Alex Bowman, his car lit on fire. Was that New Hampshire? And then the fire guy got off the truck and fell, and Bowman throws his hands in the air like, oh, here we go. It's going to burn to the ground. You um, are correct. Yes, you are correct about that. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Dave Blaney, Michael Annette, Regan Smith, Casey Atwood, Tyler Sauter here, uh, seen him at the Dells a few times, and Jackson Boone, you just saw him down at Nashville. Who do you got, buddy? Holy smokes, dude. <laughs> Catch a breath there. Um, you went through a lot of them really fast. We'll see. Uh, hopefully I don't uh, double up on you. Hey, the 07, can't forget the old Jack Daniels, Clint Boyer car, especially when it was upside down at Daytona. It was on fire. Heck of a finish that was there. Um, yeah, and, and then Harvick beat Martin by an inch, wondering if the uh, if uh, if it should have been uh, flagged or not. But, yeah, Harvick beat Martin back to the line. Yeah, and uh, strange enough, that was 2007. So, oh. so the old sevens with the old sevens and the old sevens. So, yeah, a lot of sevens, man. How about Joey Pontabon from uh, from the UP? Yep. You know for sure. Um, how about Paulie Schaefer? And he's had Derek Thorne that's been helping him out. Them two have been working hand in hand with those ones. Hey, we go with the Bennett's. You know, we should have been picking on the Bennett's all the way up. You know, every sibling that they have it just seems like there's always another number so joel bennett he he likes to get into the dirt you know journey is i believe what wasn't that uh six with the dragster maybe 
I'm guessing at something like that. I know so, she's a 12 at in the four-cylinder, a 12 in the four-cylinder, but I don't know about the dragster. I don't know how that works. Uh, dragsters don't get numbers, do they? Just sponsorship, that's all there. So, um, Hey, about uh, Harry Gant, back in the day, I took my wife first time to Milwaukee without hearing protection, and I wrecked her, and that's why you never see her at the racetracks anymore. So that was one. <laughs> Hey, how about Jesse Glenn's? Remember him when we saw him? Wasn't that at Plymouth? And uh, he came over to the western from the western Wisconsin. We interviewed him, and we found out just real quick how genuine he was. You know, he was um, pretty cool. Hey, I'm going to throw one at you. That um, how about Kelsey Dassau? How's that yeah. for uh, for down at Slinger? She was number seven. Mostly because I have a card down here, and Andy Monday talked to her and says that that he knew somebody that actually has her racing card down here in the base. But how about Johnny D? Johnny DeAngelis, you know, um, boy, um, I don't like the way his career is going, and they just like I'm. I'm hoping that they, they still will be relevant next year. I'm. I don't know. That team is in limbo from traveling all over the country to just kind of dwindling down. I'm wishing good things out of Johnny D and that, uh, uh, out of that team. Hey, Don Turner out at lacrosse. That's not even his name, is it? Um, no. I should have, and I had, I didn't do research, but that's not his name, but he's a regular teacher that's out there. Um, Gary St. Amant, you know, with the Midwest, he's won the uh, snowball two times down there. Number seven, Hey, how about you old-timers remember this one? How about George Geeson? George Geeson from Anasha, you know, he had a seven. And when he got into the late models, he just put another seven on and made it 77. He always had a unique uh, purple and green kind of colors. Maybe throw a little white or black in there for trim. Um, so George Geeson was a classic. So, And I'll tell you what, <laughs> sevens can go on forever man if we, if i did some research and looked around i'm sure we probably find about 50 more so i always have a few in my back pocket that i leave you and just in case you'd said and johnny d was one of those and i know they're really busy with their company that they're involved with so i hope to see them racing more but obviously that's priority so i agree with you i hope to see him racing more uh there are you know, I remember our conversation in Milwaukee walking up to them. There, there are people, there's certain people that you walk up that you just have longer conversations with. And in those, that team and, and Johnny D senior and Johnny D junior, they um, are people that you just have those natural longer conversations with. So hope to see him more. I got one for you. The magic man. Don Mikowski? There you go. The Magic Man. It wasn't for him that we went to had Brett Favre. So, yeah, he did a good job there, the Magic Man. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, uh, I got to uh, say last time we were on here was uh day before Ken. Actually, it was just a few hours before um, uh, Ken Squire passed away. Uh, when I posted it, he already passed away. But I wanted to mention on here, we're going we're gonna to mess him uh, quite a bit, man. Yeah, he always knew it was a, uh, it was always a big race. You know, he had a genuine voice. He was always with CBS and with Fox. And yeah, so Squire, uh, Ken Squire, tell you what, he, uh, he's an icon. And if he isn't in the Hall of Fame, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He was, you know, if you talk about NASCAR, Ken Squire, he's, he's part of the whole family there. Yeah, that, uh, that communication 
uh, wing is is part of. Isn't the the Squire Hall part of the Hall of Fame? There, it's named after him. So I yeah, that then that's well deserved if they're naming that after him because yeah, he was uh, one of the top ones right there, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So gonna miss him. Obviously, being an announcer myself, broadcaster, uh, he's top notch, right? You you, I certainly looked up to him majority of my life enjoyed his broadcast races so i know we said a lot of this on the last one knowing that he was going into hospice and all that but um you got the we got the news a few hours after we recorded and couldn't really change it and man it just it's a bummer but it's a bummer man but uh you know boy i tell you what what a life man i tell you what i'd yeah. love to have a life like him man to be involved yeah. like he was man so he definitely enhances the sport of nascar so yeah, good for him. Rest in peace there, Ken. For sure. And, you know, he funneled a lot of people down from the short track level up to NASCAR announcers and other people. So certainly did a lot for the sport and we'll always be thankful for him and, and what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we're going to get into some news. We don't have a guest today. Unfortunately, I was hoping to have someone down uh, in Pensacola join us and it just wasn't possible this week. So we're going to talk about a little bit of the history of the snowball, what we're looking forward to. We might even make a pick uh, for the Snowball Derby uh, and see what happens. But uh, let's get into some news first here. Uh, This was some big news, uh, news that I don't think many expected. But how about Josh Williams moves to Colleague Racing's Xfinity program in that number 11 there? You know, I think he's got the talent, man, and put him in some good equipment like that. Um, You know, um, I, I see good things. That's a good move for him. You know, and uh, if it doesn't work, he can always go park it at the start-finish line and just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they were talking to Chris Rice when they made this announcement, and he said uh, it did play a factor a little bit and say, you know, they go back to him and be like, you know what, we need a guy like that. Like, he doesn't care. You know, he's going to do his own thing. We got to have him on our team because we're the same way. So that played a factor in him going to colleague. But, um yeah, you saw what he did at the arc level. Remember, we saw him win down at Madison and kind of dominating fashion there. And he's kind of progressed and just couldn't, you know, he's a lower budget guy. Now he gets this opportunity with Colleg, and I'm excited to see what he does. He's a little older uh, as far as people getting these opportunities, but he's got the talent. I agree with you on that. You know, I never knew who Josh Williams was at the Arca Race of Menasha in Madison. And uh, uh, we found out who Josh Williams was, and uh, we've been watching him coming through. Yeah, Menasha, that's where you live, pal. Anyway, so (laughs) that's what I was at. So, but yeah, um, what what he did about parking that car, you know, and NASCAR kind of frowned on that. But you know what? You do something like that, you get publicity and you get FaceTime and, you never know how that works out. So, hey, Colleg is a top-notch team, man. We'll see how that works. Uh, good for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin both had procedures on one of their shoulders, so they're uh, going to be healing up and getting ready to be back at Daytona full full throttle 100%. Yeah, I didn't hear about the Elliott one. That was a surprise when you mentioned that to me the other day. So, yeah, this is the time, this is the time to get yourself uh, – uh, fixed back up, so long season coming up again soon. Yep, yep for sure. 
Uh, Andres Perez de Lara is back, and LeVar Scott will be joining him in ARCA for Rev Racing for the upcoming season. So some ARCA news that dropped this week as well. Okay, yeah. Let's build up that ARCA series. You know, we've seen them in Milwaukee. They put on a heck of a show down there, man. So, you know, um, boy, I tell you what, I would sure like to see that ARCA series just keep getting enhanced and moving along, man, make it popular. Absolutely. Uh, NASCAR Pinty's series, remember, north of the border uh, becomes the NASCAR Canada series. So they're moving away from title sponsors with Pinty's there. They're moving away from the title sponsor, just like they did down here and going just to the NASCAR Canada series. You know them Canadians up there? They love they love their racing up there, <laughs> of their series up there, man. And I tell you what, when NASCAR's talking about going here and there and everywhere, I tell you what, if they go to Canada, they'll pack the house, man. I know they're trying to get back in the worst mm-hmm. way. So, uh, and, you know, I listen to Channel 90 on SiriusXM, the NASCAR radio channel, and a lot of Canadians calling in. They love racing for sure. Yeah, but we don't like them on iRacing though. They're just a little bit uh they're a little bit too aggressive on there, so keep the Canadians off of iRacing. I didn't say that. I want that I on the did. record that I didn't say that. <laughs> I did. I get that a piece of tape and I, I usually I, I go down the list of drivers and I take a piece of masking tape and I mark their numbers so when I'm dealing with them on the track, I can either say I'm gonna give you a break or else I'm gonna put you in the concession stand. It's one way or the other. And by the way, when I say that's not me, I'm Lauren. That is Mark. Mark is saying that, not me. <laughs> okay, catch me out on iRacing. My name's Mark Allen Four. So for all four corners, because I try to take all four of them down at the same time. So <laughs> this is getting off the rails here quick. All right, it, it is. It is. But <laughs> when you talk Canadians, I mean, hey, they're great fans up there, man. They love their racing. So don't cut them short up there. Absolutely. For sure. Hey, for the test that's coming up at Phoenix, December 5th and 6th, I believe that's next Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, they're going to test various underbody pieces and a transactional that potentially could eliminate shifting. Uh, It will be uh, in the Chevys will be Larson and LaJoy. In the Fords will be Blaney and Busher. In Toyota will be Ben Bell and Jones. Something happened there where a manufacturer got to pick um, and then somebody else got to pick from each manufacturer that determined who was going to do this tire test. Or it's not only a tire test, it's other things. It's other packages also. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they go through that process of picking who does what, but I'm sure there's rules on how many people, how many times a certain person can do it. So I'm sure they got to circulate that a little bit. But what great practice, man, (laughs) you know, that gives you more seat time, man. You can figure it out. Yep. Well, unfortunately, a group is pitching to tear down Nashville Fairground Speedway for a smaller track that caters to electric vehicle racing. Uh, Bristol currently is working with the new administration on changes. It wants to Bristol's Fair Board uh, approved contract to take Metro to the Metro Council, excuse me, which still must okay the deal. So there's a new group in there um, pitching to tear it down for a smaller track that caters to electric vehicles. I said, unfortunately, I I don't know. It might be okay. <laughs> I want it to stay. Let me take that back. Let me, because I want Fairgrounds to stay with the way it is with upgrades and have it run forever. Um, 
so I don't think this is the place to try try something like that. Um, interesting thought, though, I guess. You you tear that track out. You you change that track. You just kill that place. You know, the way I look at it is, why don't you? Because we're so good at making dimensions on iRacing to how how to make the dimensions of racetrack. Why don't you take the dimension of that racetrack and take it out to the speedway 30 miles away and turn that racetrack into the same dimensions as the fairgrounds and then go from there. Um, Electric series, I just kind of, I don't know, I shiver a little bit at that. Hopefully they got like spoke tires in the front. You put some like playing cards in there so they maybe make a a little engine noise or something. I, I don't know how... What are you going to do? Sit there and whoosh. And, I mean, we already have enough social hour at the races now trying to yell over the engines. I mean, oh, boy. I, I know this electric series is – this electric series, I mean, boy, oh, boy. I, I saw that and I just like, really? But, you know, I guess maybe somewhere, somehow, you got to give that a chance. I mean – That's, that's kind of how I'm looking at it is – I don't want to knock it without seeing it, but I don't want to get rid of that racetrack. I think that's the bad part of the deal. I don't want to get rid of it, but I'd be interested to see if someone had it and I'd probably see what it's about and see it. But I want that track to stay stay the same there, but you're, I'm sorry, your playing card, your playing card comment got me there, man. (laughs) Well, you know, they, they say that they have sound, sound problems down there and they got these barriers you know, I put something out a couple of weeks ago that was on the news down in Nashville. It's on my, it's on my Facebook page, where they were talking about these uh, panels, and they were supposed to take take away some of the sound and everything like that. But you know, when I talked to that official down in Nashville, they have concerts down there, and they overrun. And you know, soccer fans, they sure ain't quiet either. You know, and it just seems like people are pointing a finger at the racetrack, saying the noise is over here. Um, I, you know, everything that I saw in Nashville is not everybody is all pulling the rope the same way down there to help everybody. It just seems like the soccer part of it just kind of seems to get the favoritism over the racing. And uh, I'm sorry, the racetrack was there <laughs> well before that. Um, and, you know, we're biased because we're race fans and everything, but it just sure would be nice that they could work it together, but you tear that racetrack out of Nashville. There's just, there's no reason to go back there, man. They just, they, they just killed, they killed the place that they tear up the racetracks. Yeah. I hope it just goes through. Like I, I'm kind of to the point where I'm, there's an update every now and then, and I just don't care until it's over kind of thing. Like I just want to hear that Bristol's taking it over and they're going to give it a shot. Well, politics is going to what determines what's going to happen there, Seth. So that's that's the bottom line, and and you know it's going to come down to money also. So, yeah. so from afar we watch. You know, we're seeing Milwaukee, and you know, and Milwaukee's in a residential area just like Nashville. So it's it's the same deal that you're they're they're fighting for it. It seems like you know racing is kind of like. Um, people are kind of looking and say, hey, hold on a second here. This racing thing really does have something to it, you know, with, with family entertainment. And, and it, it, you know, it seems like people are starting to lean back towards racing when they got the cold shoulder here for the last few years, you know. So um, optimistic, man, just see where it goes. But 
the politics and money is what's going to determine what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Much, you know, that's kind of how the world works. Um, it is money talks. Yeah. Well, Toyota has a new body for the 2024 cup car to match the passenger 2025 Toyota Camry XSE. Um, Bell and Jones should have the new body style for the Phoenix test that we just talked about a little while ago. So um, interesting new there. And, and I'll also say, we talked about the Ford body a few weeks ago. Chevy can't make changes to its body for 2024 now. The deadline has passed. They have to not to make a change since they seem to be performing well. And until they determine what body style to run in 2025 with the Camaro ceasing production, We'll, we'll see what happens there. They could still run the Camaro body if they wanted, but I think they'll go in a different direction. We'll wait to see. But that uh, Camry body just got released the other day. You know, that Camaro's got still got that pointed bumper on the front, man. And uh, um, that's just uh, when it comes to drafting and pushing people, uh, you got to be aware of that. The Toyota, you told me the other day that how did I like it? You know, looking at the Toyota, I haven't seen it until uh, the other day I looked at it. Um, strange looking, seems like the headlights are really high on the, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of different kind of front end on it. If that's the new vehicle that's coming out rather sharp though, looks pretty racy, man. Yeah, it's pretty sharp. It's growing on me. I really like the current body style for Toyota. So it's going to take a little bit for, for me to get used to, but I think it, I think I'm going to like it. But you know, if, if you, how many times have you seen somebody that sits on their hands and they get left behind? I mean, if Chevy didn't get a chance to improve their body, I mean, I, yeah, fine. You're performing now, but, you know, these other teams and take it to the wind tunnel with Toyota and Ford, uh, could that actually end up leaving Chevy uh, just uh, lagging behind you? Be interesting to see how this goes in 2024. Yeah, and, you know, they'll have to answer if that happens. They'll have to answer for that because they could have put a new body out there. But I think they want to wait till next year. So uh, they'll have to answer to that if they don't perform next year. Yeah, and sometimes it seems like when you live on your laurels that all of a sudden you find yourself uh, uh, scratching and clawing to get back in the game. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that before. Many times, man. Also, uh, this news was also kind of shocking to me. Kaz Grala is not going to return to Sam Hunt Racing for 2024. Sam Hunt Racing still plans on having two Xfinity cars next season, and they'll remain Toyota, uh, but the driver lineup will be determined at a later time. Kaz Grala has been, you know, drifting from here to there and everywhere, <laughs> you know, so I, uh, um, we'll see if there's a free agent out there. He's had experience in different kinds of cars so um so we'll see how that goes there was a fallout there so there's lots of chairs open right now doing it i i was on j ski looking at the series there's there's all kinds of areas there's a lot of news that's going to be coming down the pipe here in a few weeks yep also richard childers racing announced some changes in leadership um today Andy Petrie, who was the competition director, will now be the executive vice president of RCR. Justin Alexander, remember, he was the crew chief a few years ago for um, uh, Austin Dillon, uh, won a few races with him. He'll be the competition director now. And then Eric 
Kominik, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing that name wrong, he's going to be the technical director for the Cup and Xfinity Series for RCR. So uh, Andy Petrie is the vice president, did you say? So Jeff Gordon is the president, isn't he? Uh, that would be Hendrick. Um, but <laughs> Petrie is um, he's the executive vice president now for RCR. RCR through that. Yep. Oh, sorry. Got that got that wire connected there. You know, that team, that team RCR needs <laughs> they need some help. I mean, when I you, you kind of wonder if Kyle Bush is is fading just a little bit. Um, you know, and Austin Dillon is just, I don't know, every year he's got the sponsorship to bring the money, to bring the money in, but I don't know, man. Ever since he got an Xfinity series, he hasn't showed me much. And and his brother, his brother Ty, he uh, <laughs> he isn't much better either. See, I think they've been taking steps in the right direction. I think with Tyler Reddick winning a few races a few years ago, and Kyle Busch winning a few races, and Austin Dillon even won a race last year. Um, I think they've been making steps in the right direction. I think they need to go further. Um, so they make these changes maybe to do that. But I think, um, you know, I don't like how Andy Petrie handled that deal at the end there with Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed, but uh, I think he's been a big help to that organization. Well, yeah, you know, he's got experience for, for sure through all the years and everything. So, yeah, um, they need to go through a fine-tooth comb just like what uh, uh, Roush Keselowski did. You know, they're going to have to overturn – this and that and look at this and that and everything to, to get the improvement. You know, that's only in the cup series is only a two race uh, team. That's better than four trying to feed four teams instead of two. But uh, yeah, they, they've been underperforming Kyle Bush. Yeah. He won some races and he is going to win some races, but boy, when he got into playoffs, he, you definitely knew that he was over his head, that there was no way that he was going to follow through to, uh, to, to, to get to the end of the championship there. Yeah, yeah, I, but I think they're going in the right direction. So I think if they, you know, take that next step, we'll see what happens the next year or two. I mean, that's the worst we've seen Kyle Busch. You know, that I mean, there's there's a lot of times he was running, but when he was bad, he was bad. I mean, he was out in left field, and it was just like, gee, I don't know. You know, once when you get up in age and you start seeing the uh, the, you know, the results start to wane away. Um, and it's looking that way for, for Kyle Busch. You know, father time has a way of setting in to uh, to be a, a factor on the end of people's careers. And, gee, you just wonder how this is just starting to wear on Kyle Busch. Maybe a little. And maybe that factored into um, him going to or giving, getting rid of KBM, you know, maybe. I don't know what's going on there, why he would give that up also, so. Um, I don't know. That is something that we can sit back and watch and see what's going on with that team and that uh, and people who drive for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, Stage 60 is coming back for Roush Fenway Kozlowski, but this time it's going to be a cup team. When they first announced it on Monday, I thought it was going to be the Xfinity Series team re re uh, reconvening coming back. It's actually going to be the cup team. Uh, and David Reagan will attempt the Daytona 500 for them. 
So, <laughs> yeah, you remember the 60 Xfinity team, you know, Ty was in there, wasn't there, Briscoe, and who was the other, Cindric? And and that team, that car was the worst bet, worst luck team that was out there. They just were involved with just horrible crashes and just bad finishes. It just seemed like that team was kind of hexed. Um, yeah, that's what I read. It was going to be, oh, the Xfinity's back, and people are chirping right away. Get Win Dixie and Mark Martin back in there, and that'll get that thing. Back. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll get it back on top of the hill, you know. But uh, um, so yeah, so now it's a Cup ride. David Reagan runs great at Super Speedways, man. There's no reason why, you know, with Roush, there's no reason why he couldn't win the Daytona 500 with that. And boy, just think if you could win the Daytona 500. I mean, that sets up your whole season. I mean, my God, you, you'd have a whole year that you can mess around and build a team. Yeah, I guess that's a good deal. Yeah. Interested to see how David does in that and see what their future plans are. Because he always gets top tens all the time. And and we see how uh, Kazalowski, you know, how he gets around there and Busher, you know, it's, it's hmm. yeah. It's in a Ford too, right, buddy? Ford. It is. There you go. That that's a good that's a good thing. There you go. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> Twenty three eleven redesigned their logo, and then also the last thing that I got is Kern County Raceway is under new ownership out in California there, uh, and it's going to be called Kevin Harvick's Kern Raceway. So they're changing the name a little bit, and Kevin will be in an advisory role as well. He's going to be in a lot of things off to the side there that's going to help out. But, hey, we saw that one-time pay-per-view back a few years ago and watched Kern County. It looks like a, a really modern facility out there in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah, it does. His home track, so cool that they're doing that. Yeah, so good for that. So, yeah, you know, they're working with that car series, and they just came out with a new schedule that was down there, just and they pretty much hang in the Virginia, North Carolina area down there, so – um, so yeah, that's where the car series is going, and I think they got some fingers all in on that. We'll see yes, how that goes. Yep, Kevin and a bunch of guys, Dale Jr., Burton, all of them. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting what they do with that that tour with another year under their belt as well. Yep. Uh, any other news items that you want to talk about before we talk about the snowball derby? Pretty much not more in a NASCAR, man. Like I say, every every day there's you just tune in and there's something going this way and that way. Um, I got to actually see through a friend through his email. I got to watch the Bagley race. Uh, first time, what, racing there in eight years. They used to run at, what was it, the 417. They closed it down. Yep. They thought that Bagley race was going to be over with. So they fired up this racetrack. I guess it's been vacant for for a while, wow, what a sporty racetrack. Um, one lane, one lane racetrack, uh, a few bumps, a lot of character in the place. Uh, they put out a good show. Johnny Sauter, Johnny Sauter led everything but about 20 laps and uh, turned out to be a really good event, man. It was uh, pretty good. And there's a lot of people uh, there saying that they want to be a part of it next year. So it's only going to grow and even get bigger down there. That race has been getting bigger and bigger, and I know it pays out what thirty thousand, so it's a huge paying event, uh, maybe the biggest in the country, and it seems to just get bigger and bigger, and that is slowly creeping up my list as well. 
yeah, it would be a good time of the year to go hang out at the beach. So, yeah, even the payout, like, lately has been 20, what is it, 20, 25,000 Pensacola one. That little racetrack down there puts out 30,000, so now I guess the snowball is 35,000. They had a kind of ante up a little bit. So, uh, um, quite an interesting racetrack down there. Uh, good car count. Uh, looks like a... Pretty, pretty much uh, a lot of fans were there. There was still some room for some seats down there, but yeah, yeah. It, um, maybe we'll have to put that on a bucket list and hit that and then just, gee, on the way home, Pensacola is kind of on the way home, so you can kind of drop off there and anywhere in between, just grab some golf clubs and we could do that too. <laughs> Absolutely. I like the sound of that, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Any uh, Anything else before we, we get into it? No, that should do it, man. Let's talk about uh, the snowball weekend, man. One of the biggest weekends uh, here in the fall that we're looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, snowball Derby, the qualifying draw is actually going on as we speak. And and we just uh, we just heard and saw it. Mark Ty Majeski for the second straight year pulled the number one. Uh, Luke pulled a 19. And we're waiting to see what the others are doing from up here. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be number one down there on qualifying draw day. <laughs> yeah, I watched Ty pick it up, and there was a there must be a trash can right there behind there, and he just kind of fired it in the trash can. And says, "Hey, I can't I can't draw number ones when I'm doing uh, up in up in Wisconsin." He says, "But two years in a row, he did that down there." Man, just think that's going to be a green racetrack going out first. That's just but guess what? Somebody's got to do it. Just unfortunately, it's him. Yeah, and. I remember qualifying last year. We always expect the dew to set in at some point, and it didn't. It the the track sp- stayed pretty good through all the qualifiers. Last year was the first time I've seen that down there. Totally unpredictable place, man. You you know uh, when the dew sets in halfway through, or the moisture, and there, there's just so many variables. That place is so sensitive down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um. The other storyline going on right now down there is the weather's not looking great. I know you have some percentages and the outlook on that, but uh, I know it's not looking too good right now. <laughs> it really isn't. They actually moved 70% to 55 on Sunday. Um, I don't know, man. A lot of people say, well, it's close to the coast and everything and things will pass. Uh, praying for them. Hopefully they can get some. Uh, Sunday's race, and they 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 have a way of uh, holding that over. They've done that uh, a couple of years ago. What they run on a Tuesday night a few years back. Um, so it isn't like it's like just washed out and it's done. I don't know what they'll do about the Friday and Saturday shows, but Sunday at least they'll try to run that later. Yeah, that was 2016, so that would have been the 49th annual because you and I went down the next year. And I remember saying to you, well, unfortunately, they dealt with this this year. What's the chances they deal with this next year? We should probably go. And uh, you never know what's going to happen, obviously, but you don't want to see that. And I know um, the Bryant family and everyone involved with the Snowball Derby is going to make it the best for everyone. And I know they're really cognizant of their people who live in the area, the locals that have to go to work, that they still want to have them come to the race. So it'll probably be at nighttime. Follow their socials. They're really good about updating and all that stuff. So just keep an eye on that. But they're doing the best that they can, and they're going to make the best of it. If, you know, they're some of the best to 
to do it. And in, in a big race like this, they've experienced it, so they, they know what to do down there. Well, you know, a racetrack is always nice that uh, they go out of their way to be a, a friendly neighbor, you know. But, uh, hey, the town and the whole area also knows how much that enhances their economy down there, too. So it works It works both ways. I mean, how many people do we know that's down there stuffing that place down there, you know? Um, <laughs> it seems like it's everybody from Wisconsin just seems to drift down that way. So, um, yeah, but when it comes to the weather, <laughs> there ain't a dang thing you can do about it. So, so just hang out by the beach and eat seafood or go to Hooters or whatever. And, Make the best of it. That's all you can do. There's lots of things to do in Pensacola. You just got to figure out where you want to go. Yep, absolutely. And and what an entry list they have again. You know, we talk about it every year. It's, it's the big race, right? It is going to feature, potentially, if they all make the show, six former race winners. So Augie Grill's going to attempt it, Ty Majeski, Noah Gregson, Travis Braden, Derek Thorne, and Eric Jones. So six former winners are going to have a shot at taking home another Tom Dawson trophy. You know, on Racing America was on last night for their free show, and I turned it on all of a sudden. I'm looking at this guy like, and they were talking to him. I'm going, God, does he look familiar? You know, and I found out, you know, who they were talking to is Travis Braden. And, you know, he's been really kind of out of the limelight lately. And, uh, uh, good to see him, man. He's back out there. And, uh, yeah, he won that way back when, you know. So it's good to see that he's going to have a wheel in his hand that he's still relevant. Yeah, um, I don't know if you know this. I know what he's been doing lately over the last year. He's been working on the Hendrick Motorsports number 48 cup car. So that's what he's been doing lately. So, um, you know, he can get it done. So he's been doing some cool stuff with that cup car and working on that. So, um I expect him to be a factor. That is good news, man. I did not know that. So, uh, yeah, figured uh, he's got to be doing something here or there. So, yeah, that'd be cool to get back into the race car and see if he can pull another one out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so a stacked field, though. The Snowflake is just as stacked. Um, there are some drivers like Caden Honeycutt um, that aren't even going to attempt the Snowball Derby, and he's finished in the top three and been in the top five multiple times, and he's been run, running really well in the Cars Tour, and he had a good few truck starts. But Caden Honeycutt is one of many who is not even going to attempt the Snowball Derby. He's going to try for the Snowflake 100, which is also a big race. That is a big race. Yeah, Jeremy Miller, he's also in that uh, Snowflake. I think Casey Johnson, did he tell us he was going to help out down there, help him along? So, yeah, that's just as big a race, too, that 100-lapper goes fast. I think Bubba Pollard's in that. He usually joins that all the time and always ends up being a classic at the end. Yeah, Augie Grill, I think, is going to be in that one as well. Um, stacked field for, for that Saturday night show. That That is, when you, Saturday, I feel like, is almost as big as Sunday because you got the last chance qualifiers for the Snowball Derby and the Snowflake, and then you got the Snowflake to end the day. It's a big day down there. Yeah, so we got there late morning, man. We didn't get out of there. Well, the, the fog actually got us, you know, so we didn't get out of there like quarter to two in the morning. And they were still willing to race if we could at least see the scoreboard, but we couldn't We couldn't pull that off. Um, so, yeah, that was a long day down there, but excellent racing, you know. That's just uh, – Man, tell you what, going to be back there pretty soon. 
unfortunately it won't be this year and i'm hoping everybody can get to get the show in this weekend agreed and you know friday night, i know we're kind of working ourselves back here friday night obviously qualifying is a big deal uh, it's the most tense qualifying session that i've ever felt you can feel it in the stands it's insane how close this group of drivers will be it is you just think about who all goes home. You take the ones that are going to go home out of here, and uh, you could put that on a Saturday night uh, uh, feature show, man. There'd be some. There's some high quality people that are not going to be able to be in this race. Absolutely, yeah, um, absolutely crazy uh, for sure. And then you got the modifieds on on Friday as well. Uh, you and I, when we went down for the fiftieth back in 2017. Uh, watch from the guardrail there and uh, for the first time down there. That was pretty cool. It, it, it is cool. Yeah, it's definitely the, the, you got to definitely when you go there, you got to get an infield pass and then as you wander around even like on a Sunday morning beforehand just wander around down in the pits down there and you're going to run into some people that you really know. It's a who's who uh, running around down there, man. Yeah, and even last year we did that again. And remember, they had that big accident where that car, I took pictures of it. I still have it. That car was falling apart in the worst way. They had, they were going through that with a fine tooth comb. Um, I don't remember if you remember that big incident or not, but uh, wow. Yeah, that was over in turn one and two. And we were kind of sitting on the guardrail over in three and four when they brought that over on the spatula. And looked at that car and just like, oh, so yeah, you're ripping around Pensacola, man. I'll tell you what, uh, things happen really fast there. Yeah, I ended up hoofing it over from one side of the track to the other to go talk. And I talked to a technical inspector there for a little bit and was just looking at that car and was thinking the worst happened because that car, probably the worst shaped car I've ever seen. Yeah, I actually walked up to it just like, wow, that took the hell of a hit. So, and I never did get to see that on re recording or anything, uh, how that all worked out. So, um, also another thing, hopefully all race cars stay out of the swimming pool down there. You know, we had a, <laughs> we had a street stock that got cleaned the, the hard way in a swimming pool and uh, kind of weird, but uh, he was, he was turning some clean laps the next night, man. So, <laughs> Hopefully yeah. we keep all keep all race cars out of the swimming pool down there. He finished third in that race. Uh podium finish. Unbelievable. I believe that was Cameron Latham. Number that eight. snapped off. And uh yeah, unbelievable. It looked <laughs> photoshopped when you looked at it. I was like, that's not real. And it was real. I'd have you ever moment. That was that was a no, 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 never seen that before. It was in the deep end, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. But uh yeah, so that'll be uh that'll be Thursday night show with the stocks and uh trucks. Remember that big accident from two years ago, the year before we went last year. Um big accident there in, in turn one, just horrific accident. So um don't want to see that, but the trucks put on a good show down there too. Everyone puts on a good show, it's one hell of an event. Yeah, it, the whole thing is, man. Yeah, that was a scary wreck when that, that truck went over and hit uh, roof first on the wall. And you and I, that one night, we were just kind of, we crawl underneath the grandstands. You could get over that way and kind of stand there. And boy, oh boy, I mean, some of the wall came apart there. And, you know, be unfortunate if anybody was standing in that area, man. But 
Wow, scary wreck. Yeah, like I say, you're flying around Pensacola, man. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, well, Thursday's events, this is the broadcast schedule from Racing America. So the broadcast on Thursday starts at 5 p.m. And then you go into uh, Friday, which is pole qualifying night, also 5 p.m. Central. Uh, Saturday, the, the telecast starts at 1.30 p.m. Central. And Sunday, the broadcast starts at 10.30 a.m. Central. The race will start at 1 p.m. Central on Sunday. Of course, this is all uh, tentative as we wait to see what the weather happens down there. Yeah, we'll see. They said they're going to kind of uh, uh, figure out what they're going to do. There's going to be announcements. So anybody that's involved with the whole thing, you just need to uh, pay attention because they're going to be shooting from the hip on some of this stuff. Uh, I'd like to see that thing come in and, and get that in on Sunday. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, they're, they're, it ain't like the Oktoberfest. If it gets rained out, it's done, it's over. They will try to get it in Monday. It looks like that's what's going to possibly happen. So can't control the weather, man. Just going to have to uh, just don't say the R word and maybe you'll be all right. <laughs> yep. Hope for the best and, and hope uh, everything works out and uh, the best way possible. Yeah, for sure. Hey, one of our local guys is going down there. Hopefully uh, Travis Wolderwald is uh, going to give her a shot down there. Huh? And uh so, uh, yeah, he's all loaded up and down there, and I think he got through tech, and they had to do a little bit of a little adjustment. It sounded like they were going to get through tech down there. So, yeah, rooting on one of the local boys down there, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, happy. To, did you see his paint scheme, too, that he did? Yeah, sure. Uh, winter theme there. Really enjoyed seeing that. Yeah, John J. Mayer's on there, so that tells you where he's from, right? <laughs> so thank John Mayer for yep. a little bit more sponsorship once again. He's yeah, for sure. He does so much uh, yeah. for the community, man. Uh, yeah, you got local, you got Wisconsin drivers, Johnny Sauter, Derek Kraus, Ty Majeski, of course, Luke Fenhouse, um, Travis Rotowall. I think that might be all from the state of Wisconsin in the Snowball Derby. But I'll tell you what, there's guys that are behind the scenes that's going to be helping out. I, oh, yeah. I think Sawyer Efforts is down there and uh, – a um, few other people that probably some that I haven't even contacted saying, I bet you they're, they're going to be down there. So Taylor um, Vandermoss is probably yes, another one that's down there. Yep. I bet you Taylor will be down there too. So you might even see Andy Monday roaming around somewhere down in the pits down there too. Yeah. A lot of people from up here going down to help uh, probably for sure. Uh, so Mark, who is, uh, who's going to win it on Sunday? Well, yeah, I'm always biased, you know, when I say Ty Majeski, you know, and um, if they didn't have the rules and uh, and controlled pit stops, he probably owned four or five of these damn things, you know. Um, you know, once when you got William Byron, that's there. Unbelievable. Uh, Stephen Nassie, uh, Butcher, Thorne, uh, Sammy Smith, Gio, Gio Zero. How about Swalich, Pollard, Eric Jones? Uh, Jeremy Doss. It just goes on and on, man. Noah, Noah Gregson, Fenhouse, um, you know, Derek Krause, Hosebar, Carson Quapple. Oh, my God. And remember, he started on what? On the second row last year. So he's got speed. Johnny Sauter will be there. Jet Nolan, who just won it down, down at the other track. So, 
do it. Pick one. I mean, I tell you what, you can pick out of a hat, man. You might you might do well with some of them guys. Let's throw them in a hat and pick them out, and uh, you got you got a shot because uh, it's a Un it's a heck of a field. Unbelievable, man. And uh, yeah, I think there's what 50, 53 cars. And what do they run there? Isn't it 30, 32? So I've got 21 cars will go home out of that, all of that talent. And there's guys coming from Nova Scotia and Canada and out in California, just coming from all over the country to, to all swamp down there in Pensacola, man. So, yep. It's we'll amazing. See. It's amazing. That's why it's so popular, man. Anything else uh, you want to talk about before we wrap this thing up, man? You know, one thing we didn't talk about this, uh, did we talk about the TV contract that's coming out for uh, NASCAR for next year and streaming and channels? And there was a, there was a whole bunch of broadcast on that this, uh, recently. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. Yes, uh, I had missed it this afternoon. Also, an alert popped up on my phone saying that NASCAR was having a uh, press conference uh, so I'm kind of late here catching it, but I do have it here. Um, so the NASCAR TV deal that was announced will run from 2025 to 2031. For the Cup Series, Fox and FS1 will have the first 14 races of the season. Five will be on Fox, nine will be on FS1. Then Amazon Prime will take over for the next five races. TNT will have the five races after that. And then the combination of NBC and USA will have the final 14 races, of which four will be on NBC and 10 on USA. In addition to that, the full Xfinity series will be on the CW, and the full season for the trucks will be on FS1. So, yep, they threw that all out there. And, hey, you know, the CW, I like that whole deal with Xfinity because – Hey, that's, that's your local channel, man. You can get that for free. Um, we'll see um, how the announcers and how that's all going to work uh, for sure. TNT is involved, right? And uh, so they're back. They got their uh, hat back in the ring. Um, Fox always does good. So that's how it's going to live for seven years. I love the trucks on FS1. As long as Fox is covering that, they do a super job there. So. Yeah, big announcement with the TV contract coming out. So we'll see how the streaming kind of works out starting in 2025. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, there's ways to get that. It's not super expensive to get Prime, and there's some good things to watch on there. You get the shipping aspect for Amazon shopping as well included in it. So I'm okay with it. I think it'll be okay. I think there will be some people disappointed in it, and rightfully so, but um, – it, I think it'll be good for the sport, and that's what I'm looking for. It's a sign of the times, and that's which direction it's going to go. So, you know, who knows? In five years, is there going to be TV left? Is everybody streaming? Is it is it going to become more popular? Don't know. We'll see where the future is going, but uh, that's which direction we're going to go, man. Yep, absolutely. Uh, anything else uh, from you, buddy? Hey, you know, Steve Phelps came out with his uh, state of the state of the union, kind of how racing is, and he had a forty-five minute meeting, and sounds like everything is going to stay status quo. Uh, they talked about the horsepower and try to 
give more horsepower, less horsepower. He'd like to keep it the same. Apparently, we're going to be uh, we're going to be shifting more and more. I think that's what this test down in Phoenix is going to try to do is try to see if we can. I mean, shifting on a short track like like really, then I think they're kind of looking into that. Um, so that's where that test comes out. But as for Steve Phelps and what he said is like the horsepower is going to stay where it is. So that's the direction that's going to come out of there from the state of the union. Yeah. Like I said, at the beginning of this thing, that test down in Phoenix, they're going to be testing underbody pieces and uh, transaxles to get away from shifting. So that's a major part of it. Like I said earlier. So um, certainly something that they're looking into. It seemed like they cut the horsepower and they don't want to give it back to them. So it puts it more into the driver's hand. And that's probably a, probably a good thing, man. They're always trying to improve to make better racing. So kudos to NASCAR on that. For sure. Yep. I see that. Uh, I see Golden Sands. They came out with their schedule. There's two Tundra races on that schedule. I just kind of peeked in there on a Friday night, late July. They snuck a Tundra race in there, and they also have the Tundra race on Labor Day, the traditional Labor uh, Labor Day. So itsy bitsy pieces of the schedule is coming out. I saw Golden Sands that came out, and a lot of times that's how that sets up the fun tour to see where we're going this summer. So always interested once when the schedules come out. Uh, the red, white, and blue schedule has been brought out. Marty, Marty out there, Nest Bomb, come out and uh, put that out. We got the summer's summer memorial, uh, late August. Uh, we also got Stan the Man. That's on there already announced. Uh, hey, man, you want to make something work, you make it announce it early, right? And so people know about it. It gives them more time to be involved. That's a big show out there. So little itty-bitty uh, schedule that come out there, man. Uh, when the schedules come out, I get excited about that stuff. That's what I look forward to on the uh, on the offseason. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Uh, Golden Sands is out. I uh, can't wait to see what the rest of the schedules look like. I love when they come out early, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, so they're all popping a little bit here and there. We're catching out the schedules, so we'll see how this all goes, but always paying attention to that stuff. And I know Marty puts a lot of work into these deals, um, incredible amount of work. So thank you to, to Marty for putting out that early, getting to work on it and, and all that you do because uh, he does a lot, man. He doesn't get enough credit, dude. You, you wouldn't be able to believe what Marty all does out there, and that does not go unnoticed for sure, you know. So, yeah, kudos to Marty, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise my can of beer to him right now. So kudos to Marty because he does one heck of a job out there. Absolutely. And so I think that's about all I got, man. Um, I'm just going to sit here and hopefully um, – having a couple friends coming over and we're going to try to watch racing on Sunday, but if not, well, then we're going to sit around and watch football and play some games or whatever and watch Packer games Sunday night. So we'll see when it comes out Monday. We just sit back and see what the weather does down in Pensacola. I thought you were going to say you're going to sit around and listen to Taylor Swift. Well, she's going to probably be there, you know, maybe, uh, gee, Lauren, you want to go up there and get an autograph off of her or something? Hey, I got a question for you. You ask me who's going to win the Derby. Who's going to win the Derby, dude? I think you're, I'm right there with you. Like I, You could pull out of the hat. 
Uh, one storyline I'm interested in seeing is Derek Thorne with Schaefer Motorsports down there. Obviously, he's the defending winner. Um, he smoked them last year. Oh, jeez. He led, what did he lead? Like 746 of 900 laps. Something, cra- maybe 846 of 900. Crazy amount of laps over the last three race, races uh, for the Snowball Derby. Uh, I'll be curious to see. He made a comment that it's j- the Schaefer team is just as good and that he's just familiar as familiar with them as he was the other team. So we'll we'll get a taste uh, of seeing that this weekend down there. Yeah, when Soren all of a sudden he wins the Snowball Derby and then all of a sudden his whole whole works all dissolved right there. So yeah, he hey pick Paulie Schaefer and we know how he gets around and what he's got. So man, that's gonna you know. Put them two together, and uh, that could be one heck of a powerhouse team right there. Yeah, I mean, you've seen Eric Jones race more super late models as of late. Um, you know, Trayton Lapsovich is going to make his super late model debut down there at the Snowball Derby. It's another storyline I'm looking forward to. I don't know that I necessarily have a pick after you. we were looking at the entry list and all that. <laughs> I'm swim with you. You know, you could tell me this person is going to win. I'd be like, well, that might be a little surprising, but I could see it. There's a whole lot of that throughout the field. It's a tough race to pick. You can pick a dark horse, and it's really not a dark horse. Right. <laughs> really not exactly. because, hey, man, all you got to do is set yourself up to be positioned at the end, man, and hey, who knows? Anything could happen. Out of the, Whoever makes this whole race, uh, they put 32 cars out there. Anyone in 32 can pull it off. For sure. Yep. Looking forward to, to watching it there. Love this uh, weekend every year, man. Yeah, yeah. So are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready too, man. <laughs> well, uh, thank you to Tim with the Corp Racing for, for sponsoring us uh, this year here. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to you, Mark. Thanks to everyone else for their support as well. Looking forward to the Snowball Derby this weekend. Hope you all enjoy it. If you're down there, hope the weather works out. Uh, the Brian family, go and thank them. Thank anyone involved with it because it's a awesome event that they put a lot of work into. And uh, next week, uh, next week or two, we're going to have Luke Fenhouse on. We're going to try to have the Snowball Derby winner on as well. We'll see if we'll put that into two episodes or one. And then we're going to take a small break for the holidays and, and come back after. So that's what's up next for us. Thank you, everyone, again. Thank you to Mark. Thanks to Tim with the corporation. And, hey, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, we'll see you later, man. See ya. See ya, bye. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.